Even the safest businesses have to keep in mind their liabilities and risks. You need insurance to protect yourself and your business. There seems to be insurance for every aspect of your operations, but where do you start? Today, we're speaking with Danny DeBikus of Hearth Insurance about how the right insurance policies can protect your business and what to look for when finding a policy. To learn more about how Hearth Insurance can help you find the right policy for your business, visit hearthinsurancesolutions.com. And here's our conversation with Danny. Hey, Danny, thank you so much for joining us today on The Change Order. Uh, we're so happy to have you uh, here to talk about insurance, everyone's yes. favorite thing, right? <laughs> yeah, especially mine. We're all excited to be here. <laughs> well, you know, insurance is one of those things that's like very like mysterious. You know, it's like, you know, you need it. You just don't know how much or, you know, like where to get it. Um, and I guess... You know, I guess we can just jump into my first question, which is, you know, what are what are some forms of insurance that you see contractors missing most often when you run it when you run into them and you're having these conversations about policies? Um, what are some things that they just kind of, you know, they take care of maybe general liability, but they're missing X, Y, and Z? Yeah, absolutely. So I would say that uh, especially a new contractor will seek out uh, general liability insurance policy. Uh, they probably go to their first job or they're working with um, maybe they're a subcontractor in the beginning and they're working with some general contractors and they tell them, come back to the job once you have proof of insurance and once you show that you have general liability and maybe workers' comp insurance coverage, just depending on the state. So um, they'll come to us to get those policies in place. If they're more established, they already have those policies in place. Um, probably just like anyone else in life, if you, in your personal life, as your assets grow and as your, um, your life uh, grows and your experience grows, the insurance products that you need are going to grow with it. So a new contractor may just be looking at getting the general liability. Um, you know, someone fresh out of college may just want a renter's policy, an auto policy. But as you um, become more experienced in your career, as your assets grow, you'll look for a personal umbrella um, you'll want to make sure that you have life insurance. And the same applies for a contractor. The, I would say something that may be overlooked is making sure that all of their tools and equipment is always covered, whether it's in the yard, at the office, on the truck, because there are areas where gaps in coverage where it may not be covered when they think it is. Um, another area that may be overlooked in the beginning is making sure that I mentioned a personal umbrella, uh, an umbrella policy to go over and above the general liability limits to make sure that you can work on bigger jobs and that if you're working on a bigger job, there's bigger accidents that can happen and you don't want to have the insurance policy exhaust its coverage and then be left on the hook for anything personal. Um, there are a lot of, they call them professional lines coverage policies like crime, uh, errors and omission, uh, cybersecurity. This kind of applies for any business, but it's definitely something that applies for contractors that may have seemed like it was something only that attorney's offices or more professional setting environments needed in the past. But now that everybody's using their phones for payment, for contracts, for everything, having um some type of cybersecurity policy is something that might be overlooked. If 
a contractor is doing anything other than just the the work for a design that's already been done if they're involved in the design element or anything of that nature they may want to have a professional liability that will cover them in case they make it a, a wrong decision um, in their designing of of the property whatever they're working on so yeah there are a lot of other policies that are overlooked that Maybe if you look at a larger contracting business, they'll start to have these type of policies. So, so it's something for a small contractor just starting out to keep in mind. Um, and there's always solutions to help. There's more and more solutions with new companies every day to help make sure that they get these policies in place, even in the even if they're small and just starting out. Totally. And I think something that really stood out to me in that is tools. Like you think about how much these really beautiful like chainsaws like i'm yeah. thinking so and those can run off quick like god forbid you hire someone that you know you maybe did a background check on but they just run off with you know your excavator my goodness you're going to be out a pretty penny for that so no that's that's all i never would have thought of that <laughs> True. it's it's interesting like the list of exposures you have like you know <laughs> what i mean cyber like, security i never that never would have crossed my mind <laughs> Yeah. No, or like the uh the person i think the interesting one to me and i think it's the one that i know the least amount about is like the personal umbrella one like yeah i i guess when you think of insurance it's like oh they've got it covered but if you read the fine print there is you still have exposure right yeah so that would be like for even any of us three it's not a bad idea it's it, that covers the liability that that you can cause out there in the world or that um, can occur on your property, your homeowner's policy will cover a certain amount. But if you have um, assets that you don't want to have to sell to help pay for some type of accident, that's what a personal umbrella policy will do. And they're, they're pretty affordable. You can get a million dollar limit coverage just to go up. Umbrella basically just means over and above what your underlying limits are. Yeah, and I'm sure that like that the cost is it depends on I guess your your I guess uh, what would the that liability I guess or like your what would the what would you say the, is like the cost yeah, the is affected co by the cost is yeah it's affected by um, so like for a personal umbrella policy it would be affected by your underlying limits if you have progressive and you have a homeowner's policy with them. Um, you're only going to increase what your coverage is by a little bit more. So the price is affected by that. Um, it's affected by the assets that you want to protect. And yeah, there's many, many different factors, but it just seems like every single year things are getting easier to just plug in and rate people and rate policies and rate companies. And that's something that we're, um, we're doing with the contractors at hearth. We're, we already have a lot of information. So we just try and reach out to them, gather a few more pieces of information and things that maybe 10 years ago took a long time to fill out even paper app applications and ask several questions. We're able to gather that information quickly and um, get the get results out. And that's across the board for all insurance and financial products. No, that makes a lot of sense. Just speeding it up and making less paperwork that you're having to like drive around in your truck with or run over to a homeowner to show them proof of insurance. You know, you can go ahead and just send them to that or send it to them virtually. And especially I know a lot of states, a lot of contractors listening now, a lot of states require that that license 
that in order to have a home improvement contractor's license, all that insurance has to be up to date and like, don't want to lapse on your home improvement contractor's license. Cause then that is a whole slew of fees. I'm sure. And I'm sure Danny, you guys hear that all the time. <laughs> yeah. That's why that's actually where, um, I kind of cut my teeth in the industry where I have the most experience in California, uh, in order to keep your contractor license up to date, you have to maintain the workers' comp insurance. I believe general liability as well, but that's kind of an angle for insurance agents to approach contractors is it's all listed there. You know when the workers' comp is renewing. If they don't renew it, their license is uh, suspended and maybe revoked. So yeah, it's something very important that they stay on top of and, and have a good agent to make sure that that's all done in time. Totally. No, that makes sense. Um, and next question for me, when I was thinking about this conversation, I'm, I'm sure in working with a lot of contractors, you've heard some pretty crazy stories of yes. them not having insurance. Um, and I'd love to hear kind of, at least recently, one of the craziest stories that you've heard from a contractor when maybe like, <laughs> unfortunately their insurance was out of date or, you know, they met with a homeowner and they realized, oh shoot, like I don't have the right insurance. And then kind of like the story and what the ramifications and kind of fallout were. Cause I'm sure a lot of contractors be super interested to hear that. Yeah. I can't, um, give me a moment to think of a crazy story, but I do have an example because it just came to mind recently and it, it has to do with a claim and, Contractors have claims and there's many contractors working on one project. So it's kind of hard with a general liability claim to always, you know, nail down exactly who was at fault. So uh, recently we were working with a hearth client who we also write the insurance for. And before he came to us, he had a claim this past year. And uh, I mean, he's on the phone with me and he's just, you know, cussing up a storm, telling me how he did the work. And then three weeks later, the homeowner called him back and they told him, Hey, there's, you know, these floors are all scuffed up and he wasn't even working in that area, but they still submitted a claim and he's on the hook for it. And he's fighting it. Um, workers comp, the owners never feel like any of the claims are legitimate. Um, I mean, even when a worker is like underneath, a a forklift and the forklift is, you know, breaking their back. They still think it's not a legitimate claim. So there's always a battle between the claims because they affect the price. Um, the owner of the company is going to have to pay more insurance because of these claims. So uh, I'll try and think of some crazy stories, but I do know that we do catch contractors quite a bit that are um, trying to save the most money that they can. And some of the answers don't always add up if they're, if their sales are X amount, but their payroll is this amount and the inventory is this amount. It just doesn't really add up, but the best thing to do is just, um, just always be upfront about what your costs are and what the coverage is that you need. And uh, if you can afford a little more coverage, then it's always best to get the most that you can afford uh, within reason, within a reasonable amount. No, yeah. that. That makes total sense to me. Yeah. You don't want to, you don't want to get caught out. Like you really, you really don't. I think that's one of those things that's like, you know, I think strikes at the heart of it really is, you know, you, you need to protect your business because it is how you're making your livelihood and how you're feeding your family and, you know, how you can afford that, like, you know, cool truck that you probably bought recently and all those mm -hmm. tools is, you know, I think, um, you know, how, I think how important is it? 
I know, I think we know how important it is, it is, but like how important is it to really have the right insurance for your business to be safe and for you to be safe? Yeah, I'll say that uh, my own experience, and maybe you've experienced this as well with insurance, but no one really sees the value in it. And I, I've worked with plenty of clients that that don't see the value in it until there is a claim. Um, I mean, I remember an old boss telling me that he's been there at a business in the middle of the night with the owner while the business burned down. And the next day they were able to contact the insurance agency and get business interruption uh, coverage to keep the employees on and, you know, file a claim. So it's one of those things that you don't really see the value in until you need it. And we also kind of always hope that we never need it. So it, it is a funny business. Absolutely. And um, yeah, I guess that kind of leads me, we talked a little bit about it, you know, being as truthful as possible in the, in the, during the process, <laughs> you know, cause we, you know, we're like, ah, oh, you know, it's not really that much, you know, let me round yeah. down and you, but you need that coverage because you, you, you want to be able to like be secure in like, you know, like we've said, like how, you know, the, the, the office is burning down, your tools are missing, you know, you, we all want to save money and i think you know there's ways that we can do that and we'll talk about that now i guess but you know what are some things that people uh or like contractors should think about when they're shopping for the right policy right because the cheapest one isn't always the best one for you it's kind of like health insurance or home insurance or whatever it's like you i guess you have to look into what the right coverage is for you and then work backwards i don't know I, what's what's your advice for people Definitely. So um, each policy has kind of an endorsement schedule and it shows you all of the uh, coverages that are available. So when a contractor says, hey, I'm working a job and they say that I need to have a $2 million aggregate coverage policy and that's all that they want. Um, that's fine in the beginning just to make sure that you have the limits that are being required. But as you go from one policy to the next and one carrier to the next, they all use different endorsements and different forms. Um, if you're a roofer and you get a policy and roofing is excluded, then that's something that you would definitely want to pay attention to. So a big key to that is just having an agent that'll kind of show you the difference between the two different policies and um, where one may seem like it's a really great deal. For instance, actual cash value versus replacement cost. That's Those are two terms that are used to replace property if there's a loss. So let's say there's a fire and all your tools burn down and it's $20,000 worth of tools. If your policy was written on actual cash value, they'll take the tools and they'll take the value of when you bought them and depreciate them and then pay you for that. If it's written on replacement cost, then they're going to cut you a check for whatever it costs to replace, let's say it's a generator and it costs $5,000. Well, if you bought it 10 years ago, it might only be worth $2,000. With replacement costs, they're gonna give you $5,000 to go get a brand new generator. So uh, that's definitely one right off the top of my head um, that you need to really look at the fine print. And just like um, when I go to get a home loan or something, I rely on the mortgage lender to really walk me through it. I think the contractors need to rely on their agent and make sure that they have a good agent to, to walk them through it as well. So you want to make sure you're asking those questions and getting the right advice. 
Totally. You want to trust a subject matter expert. You know, I think it's yeah. easy as for contractors. And I mean, I even do this myself. I end up Googling and, you know, we think we're all doctors. We think we're all insurance <laughs> professionals, but making sure that you're really seeking out people in the industry who are these subject matter experts. Um, I'd be curious, you know, how does hearth insurance help contractors really find the right policy? You know, let's say you have a contractor who's interested in insurance. Walk me through a little bit about what that process looks like so that contractors have a good idea of, you know, how, what they can expect when speaking with an insurance broker. Yeah. So we, we typically work with two different types of contractors, either one that's brand new and has no coverage and doesn't know how much it traditionally costs. So we want to make sure that we give them a couple different options because sometimes there's some sticker shock there. If you're just starting your business, you paid for the licensing, you paid for the equipment, you paid for the truck, and now you're going to have to spend, you know, four or $5,000 a year for a general liability policy. For all you know, it could cost, you know, $1,000. So we always try and give a couple different options to say, look, this is kind of the going rate. This isn't just one quote that we got. And then the other type of contractor that we see is someone that's established, that's been in business. So they already know that it costs X amount a year. Um, so our goal would be to find them as good of coverage or better, but at a better rate. So what we'll do is, um, I mentioned using technology. There are many different online systems now where we can go in, we can generate quotes immediately. We don't have to send them out to... Um, companies and underwriters and wait for quotes to get back. Some of these legacy agencies that have kind of always done it that way, they have deep relationships with these carriers. They send them to the underwriter. It's just what they know. It's They're comfortable in doing that. And we're always trying to find new markets and new ways to quote insurance and to do it most effectively. And, you know, at the end of the day, just like Hearth, this is a people business, just like finance, just like anything else. And it, it is nice to have that personal touch to go to an underwriter and talk to them. And sometimes, depending on what the business is, the online, you know, quick, easy way isn't always going to be the best way. So we have those relationships as well. Um, yeah, that's, it's really just about using the technology to generate the quickest quote. Some of these people, for instance, they all need certificates of insurance. And right now at Hearth Insurance, we've developed um, a platform that all of our insureds can go on right on their phone and they can create their own certificate of insurance. They can't alter any of the coverage or limits, but they can type in the certificate holder and they can email it right to the job right then and there. So traditionally, you've always had to call your agent and it depends on if your agent is, uh, you know, out at the golf course, if they're not in the mood, if they are sitting at their computer, how quickly you'll get that certificate of insurance. Uh, this enables the insured to go ahead and do that themselves. So that's something that we've uh, put in place and we're working on that with all of our insureds right now. Yeah. And I mean, that time between the contractor getting that certificate of insurance to the potential job versus if they have to wait a day and a half while their yeah. agent gets back from the golf course, that could <laughs> mean the difference between landing the job and not just that yeah. even small nuance. So no, that's, that's huge. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I guess, um, my last kind of question, which I, I'm not, I'm not sure 
for insurance, but I know every state is so different. What do you think the best way for a contractor who's just starting out, you know, they, they open the LLC, they get their S corp going, they need to find insurance. Obviously first step, what should they do? Should they reach out to an insurance broker right away? Are there good articles that you suggest? How can we be educating contractors about insurance when they're just getting their business off the ground? Well, there, there are more and more um, insurance companies, big companies and big brokers that are enabling ways for contractors to kind of cut out the agent and just go direct and get a quote online. Um, that, that's an efficient way. But like I said before, it's a way that um, you get these forms and you get these coverages and you're not really quite sure what it all means. Um, so I would say that Probably a good way is maybe talk to the, the general contractor that you're working with, get their advice, see who they trust in, in that city. Uh, as much as we'd love to write the insurance for every contractor that we talk to, uh, you know, a contractor in Florida that's just starting out, it, it might be the best idea if, you know, if they don't know us, if they haven't talked to us, or if they're just listening to this for the first time. Talk to people in your local area. That's probably the best way because, you know, some of these online companies that are in Chicago or San Francisco, they may be able to write a policy for you and they might have customer service that's available. But uh, the independent agent and the independent broker that's that's in your neighborhood is still a really good, viable option. Um, and then that's kind of the presence that, that Hearth as a company is trying to create. Uh, for all of our customers in any state. So uh, I would say that that would be the next step once they've already kind of established contact and gotten an agent as they grow and as they move on and as they understand it a little bit more, um, there's other options out there. But, you know, I, I'd love to say call us. That's that's the number one thing. But I'm just putting myself in the shoes of someone that's been waiting to be a GC and they finally get their license um, talk to people that you trust and take their advice is probably the best first step. Yeah. And I think just like you said, you know, rely on technology, of course, technology is important, but also talking to people who are, who are insurance brokers, understanding their stories. You know, as you mentioned, I think you said that there's even like word nuances that can make so, so different for the business where it's like cash replacement versus like value replacement, things of that nature. It's important to talk to someone because God forbid your warehouse does burn down. I promise you, you're going to wish you'd had entertained that 15 minute conversation at that point versus just doing something like a self-sign. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Um, Great. I have, I have, I have a dummy question. Yeah, go ahead. There's no dumb questions, just dumb people. Uh, Just give it a moment, Danny. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So, uh, so I, so some professions are more are riskier than others. So I, you know, what does it say? Like, what's the difference between, or would they see the difference between someone who's a general contractor or like, okay, maybe not them, uh, like an HVAC and a roofer. Like, yeah. are they going to see different rates? And I guess this goes back into like the shopping around thing. It's like, do I call myself a roofer? Do I call myself a general contractor, a exteriors guy or person like what, like, are there rate fluctuations and all that? Yeah. So that's really, that's not a dumb question. There's um, with the, with the technology, it's kind of become a blessing and a curse. I'll take for instance, um, 
someone that I was working with that is doing kind of a unique job where he's spraying roofs for some type of sealant or protection. And he has his home inspector license as a home inspector, but he's kind of transitioning into this new business. So he told me that he had a license and that he had, uh, this is his new job. So I submitted to the carrier as a roofing risk and they came back and they said, hey, he has a home inspector license. We can't write this until he has a roofing license. So to answer the first part of your question, yes, different levels of risk are rated differently. And the riskier the job, the higher potential for a claim or a, a more expensive claim. So the insurance companies build that into the premium anticipating claims. And then the second part to your question is, um, if they are doing a certain type of job and they want to save some money by being classified as a different type of job, there's less and less ways to get away with it now just because of technology. It's as easy as an underwriter just pulling up a website and saying, calling me back and saying, hey, you know, you, you guys said that um, these guys are just going around and mowing lawns, but their website shows them, you know, up. 40 foot palm trees with just their bare hands and feet chopping off the leaves. So you got to be careful what you put out there. You want to advertise that you can do everything. So you get the customers, but then it's also going to kind of expose to the world exactly what it is you do. And you should have the correct coverage in place, or at least have an answer for, you know, I just like that picture of that palm tree and we don't do any of that stuff. Uh, that's okay. That's great advice. Um, because I think we, yeah, we had, uh, we had somebody on earlier, maybe been, uh, Tom or Sean who talked about like, don't list, you, you say you specialize in something. You don't specialize in 17 things. You specialize in like a few of them. So yeah, I think that also falls into that kind of line of thinking. It's like, you know, we could do a tree thing, but yeah. we mostly we'll just sod your lawn or whatever. Um, okay. Another dummy question. Okay. I have apparently a lot of dummy questions is okay so you know like how there's like health insurance open enrollment you know or like anything like like it's just kind of like a time of year where things are happening is that the same for this kind of insurance like or is there a time of year where so like you know after black friday after the holiday season <laughs> you know t tvs are cheaper you know or like cars are cheaper in january or something is there a time of year where it's like oh you should be shopping for insurance in in this time frame because it's actually when insurance companies are rolling out new offers or rolling out like different um, rates or something like that yeah the only thing that comes to mind initially the the answer would would be no there's not really a a time of year the quarters like january 1st april 1st july 1st october 1st those tend to be the busiest times of year just because of traditionally how corporations were structured and how insurance was integrated January 1st is probably the biggest time of year that people renew their business to keep it in line with the calendar year. Um, there is, like for instance, in California, they do the rate filing for workers comp. And I think that they just changed it to September 1st where all of the new carriers will say, this is what our new base rate is. But if you renewed in June, or you renewed in October, you're still going to fall in line within whenever that that rate comes out. So it is very different than health insurance. Um, that's a good question. I would imagine that internally at insurance companies, 
there may be more incentive to lower some rates and get some more business as the year comes to a close or as a quarter comes to a close, just like any other business. But I don't really have firsthand knowledge of that being the case. Um, I do know that rates are not set in stone and rates and premium can fluctuate. And I've seen people get quotes that are $100,000. And then by the time they're done working with two or three different agents, it's down to $50,000 because one agent gets the quote and the company that wants to write it sees what the competing quote is. They lower the price. The other company lowers their price. So uh, it is definitely in an insured's best interest to work with two different brokers at the renewal. Uh, unless they're with us, then you don't need to worry about it. We'll just take care of you. But uh, of course, it's always a good idea when I'm calling a new prospect and they say, I've had my agent for 20 years. Those are the times probably more than ever that you'd want to have someone take a look because that agent's going to be pretty comfortable in the, in the fact that they're going to renew. They have the relationships with the, with the carriers. Um, you know, we get, we get bonuses based on how much premium we write with the carrier. So there might be a reason that they want to keep you with the Hartford, even if there's a better price with Liberty Mutual or something. Totally. It's like phone carriers to some extent, you know, you're always as like a new customer, it's always good to check every once in a while. Like I looked for the first time in probably like 15 years and yeah. I actually switched over from, um, I think it was AT&T. I moved over to T-Mobile because they had the same coverage, but because I was a new customer to them and not legacy, I actually ended up saving a lot of money. So it's so true and not something you always think about. Yeah, and that's what that's the good thing about working with um, an agency like Hearth Insurance, where we are not tied to only one carrier. We can actually go to the five different, you know, mobile phones and say, "Look, this is what it costs with Verizon. This is what it costs with AT and T. This is what it costs with T Mobile. Whatever you choose is fine with us, but because we're going to be your agent anyway." So that's um, as opposed to going to directly to a captive agent like State Farm or Farmers they can only write the insurance with that one company. And sometimes it's the best by far, but then a lot of times you might want to get some other opinions from someone else that's able to go out to all the other markets that are out there. Right. Because ultimately hearth insurance, you guys are incentivized to find the best deal possible for the contract. Oh, yeah. um, you're not necessarily incentivized to find the best deal for the carrier necessarily that you're working with. Yeah. And, and Nick, Dan, and myself, uh, that's how we've always, I, I know working, I work with my, my father and hearth as well. And we've always been that way. Um, even on renewals, we're just motivated to bring in the best price that we can for the customer because long-term um, if they find out that you're not doing that, then it they'll switch eventually anyway. So it's just the right thing to do. Oh. Yeah. And that, that, that leads me to like, like kind of my last question. Um, but you know, there's, you know, a brokerage, you know, the relationship is very transactional and very like, okay, you got me the insurance and you don't hear from them or they don't really offer you much more than like, here's your coverage. Right. Um, and I think what Hearth Insurance does, it's and it's definitely working on this, is like that next step, kind of more of a partnership thing, or at least like understanding the things that like a contractor has to go through to prove that they have coverage. So can you talk a little bit about just like how we partner or how we support our businesses after they've become, you know, Hearth Insurance customers? Yeah, definitely. So it's one of the things that attracted me to to coming to Hearth is that 
I've always been able to provide insurance solutions and pretty much any insurance solution that um, my clients are going to need. But like I said, the reason that I was attracted to Hearth is that we're trying to provide them with um, a full toolkit, something other than just me offering insurance or you offering a financing app or a way to make transactions and payment. We just want to be able to have the contractors that we work with focus on their craft and leave the rest to us. And I'm just one piece of that puzzle. Whereas, you know, in my previous career in insurance, if someone came to me and they said, Hey, I'd like to know how to uh, help my customers get financing for the jobs that I'm doing. I would just say, I just do your insurance. I don't know what else to do. So um, (laughs) yeah, I think that being an advocate for them on more levels than just one, just insurance or just financing, but providing them with everything that they need to be successful as, as uh, Anthony has pointed out, the first five years are crucial. and, And that's our goal is to help them get through that hurdle and focus on what they do best and and let us do what we do best. Totally. No, I love that. Something that's easy to use where they can come to one place and ask questions and then they don't have to call around to 15 different places to find 15 different answers from financing to contracts to payments. It's all one call. And then exactly. they can take turn knowing that. No, I yeah. love that. Well, yeah. Danny, thank you so much for your time. We totally appreciate you hopping on. It's so great to chat with you. Yeah, um, of course. And want to let our contractors know that if you want more information, you want to quote, you want to get an idea of, you know, the best type of insurance that you can find healthinsurancesolutions.com will be your best place to go. You can reach out to Danny and his team. As he mentioned, he's going to find you the best rate they possibly can. Um, you can also feel free to give them a call at 512-759-8959, um, and get the right insurance policy for your business. You know, don't, don't be left flat footed. If something unexpected happens, we'd hate to see that happen to our hearth contractors. Yeah. Danny's Danny's not all glitz and glam either. He'll pick up the phone. He's not just a podcast star. He is on the other line. He's just doesn't talk to talk. He walks the walk with you, right, Danny? Yeah, I do. I, I get down in the dirty work. There you go. Awesome. awesome. All right. Well, well, thank you again. Yeah. All right. Thank you. All righty. Thanks, it. guys. All right. Bye.